2: love talk radio yeah
1: What is up? We are back with another edition of the SteelerNation.com podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to bring on Steeler linebacker Arthur Motes. We'll talk about some recent news this week and the upcoming game against Atlanta on Sunday. And we will also reveal the winner of the Don't Cross the Moats t-shirt uh, presented by 26 Shirts Pittsburgh. So we'll reveal that once we're done with the Arthur Motes interview. But a couple things in the news for Steelers so far this past week is uh, just yesterday, T.J. Watt already named starting outside linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he gets the nod already from Tomlin. Is that We heard that from linebacker coach Joey Porter. So we heard that T.J. Watt will be starting the outside linebacker. And that would be over James Harrison, of course, which they did announce that James Harrison would be a relief for T.J. Watt. He would come in. Um, when Watney had rest, come in as a closer. But we know it was kind of the same thing last year. Harrison did play a ton. I'm sure we still see the same this year with Harrison playing. So I'm sure we see a lot of that with James Harrison. Also, um, James Conner looks to come back this week uh, at Hines on Sunday. So we'll see him for the first time in preseason action as he didn't play last time at Fitzgerald Toussaint and Niall Davis got most of the carries. So we'll see him. And we'll most likely see uh, rookie Josh Dobbs get another start and play a lot of the game, too, because Big Ben has announced that he will not play this week against Atlanta. And Landry Jones did not practice this week or just very little. So he won't most likely be playing. And we'll see a lot of Josh Dobbs and Bart Houston, but probably a lot of Josh Dobbs. And we hope that he can continue the success that he did with the finish. The first game as Dobbs. Uh, he, started, he started struggling, just like we said in our last podcast, Third, struggling a couple of interceptions early, but got it going as the game went on. So Dobbs hopefully can continually to progress and play well, and we hope that he can be a good backup this year for Big Ben, unless the job is given to Landry Jones, which he probably is the number two right now. I'd like to see Dobbs, though, as the two. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how the rest of the preseason goes. Um, we're going to see a lot of good faces this weekend on Sunday. Um, probably going to see Martavis Bryant. He's been at practice this weekend. Watching videos from him at camp. Dude looks the same. As Mike Tomlin said, he's still Martavis. He's he's still the same Martavis. Um, still hope to get Le'Veon Bell back. As Tomlin is they keep talking to Tomlin about it. Tomlin said the other day that he he wants him here yesterday. He wants Bell there. We need Bell there. I mean, he's got to get, I mean, he's been practicing in LA, or no, not LA, excuse me, Miami. But I mean, that will be someone we need there. But anyway, we're going to, we have Arthur Moats on the line uh, today. So, hey, how are you doing today, Arthur?
0: Yeah, I'm doing well. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing well, doing well. So, thank you again today for coming on and taking a
0: couple minutes with us today. Hey, no problem, no problem.
1: So, anyway, let's get right back into it. So, on the game Friday, you played actually most of the game due to some injuries. How did you
0: feel? Oh man, from a, a physical conditioning standpoint, I felt really well. So, you know, um, I did a lot of good things out there from a technical standpoint, executing the defense. But at the same time, it was just a good starting ground for me because I know after reviewing the the performance and stuff like that, I have a lot of more a lot more areas that I need to you know improve on and things like that. But it definitely felt good to be out there playing in just a game situation versus the, uh typical training camp center. Right. And playing most of the game
1: like you did, how do you think that the defense looked as a whole?
0: And I felt like uh, defensively, we did some really good things. Um, and I felt like we showed, you know, getting off the field early with three and outs. We also showed after the turnover, uh, giving up three points instead of a touchdown, things like that. that are uh, very critical when it comes, you know, to the season and, you know, keeping points off the board. And then also I felt like a lot of the young guys, especially TJ, did a phenomenal job just coming into the stadium and not, you know, being overwhelmed by that first game-like situation. I felt like the younger guys definitely played well. And, I mean, overall I feel like it was a good performance for us.
1: Yeah, we do agree with that, and it's good to hear from you about the defense. But by yourself, you had a great game as well, and you did have that big interception. But were you upset that you were not be able to get it into the end zone?
0: Oh, man, I definitely was a little upset about it, man, but at the end of the day, it was was a good play, man. Um, We were able to get a turnover, and that's something that we're always harping on defensively. Um, I mean, from the time we got back in OTAs, you know, just the more turnovers we can create, the more havoc we can create, the better we're going to be defensively, so it was great to actually be able to be a part of that and make that play, and, you know, I definitely felt like I should have scored, but at the end of the day, it happened. I got caught. (laughs) Man, but it was a tight end. It wasn't a lineman, so it was cool. It was, it was, you know, as long as it's not a lineman, they catches you a quarterback, you get
1: <laughs> Yeah, man, such a great team player, man. But, I mean, if you did get in the end zone, would we have seen a touchdown
0: dance? Oh, absolutely, man. It would have been a group celebration, though, since, you know, Ryan Bell has allowed us <laughs> to bring the fun back into the football league and letting us – Nothing like Will Gay? It would have been epic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It, it would have definitely been on that type of level. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Love to hear that, man. Love to hear that. But as you got, as you discussed earlier about uh, a lot of the young guys stepping up with you guys with the Steelers, like T.J. Watt, for example. Um, how, how have you learned this year to, along with you and James Harrison, along to um, take a leadership role with the the young linebackers as now a vet?
0: Man, um, for me, man, I just continue to take, uh, to teach the younger guys, you know, the importance of the film study, the importance of the details of everything, because, I mean, when you look at the other guys, you think about TJ, you think about Bud and Chicolo, from an athletic standpoint, they're extremely gifted. But a lot of times younger guys can tend to lean on their uh, their athleticism more than the, the fundamentals of the game and the mental part of the game. So I just try to help them out in that aspect and just teach them that, hey, if you can put both of those together, that's how you take that step from being a good player to a great player. And I feel like, you know, those guys are definitely hungry and eager for that, and they've been doing a great job up until this point.
1: And hey, man, that's great to hear, man. We love to hear that about the young guy, especially, because the defense wants to stay good for a while now, man. But uh, So, as you and James Harrison, you know, work together and be the veteran, veterans for the group, man, I know you've seen him work out crazy. I know you've seen the videos. I know you've been <laughs> with him, man. How crazy
0: is it? Oh, man, it's it's even crazier than what you see on the the social media. I mean, what he posts is probably, you know, not even five minutes worth of his two-hour-long workouts. Like, literally, it's just a small snippet of him finishing up. (laughs) Yeah, and it's usually him finishing up. Like, we'll do a set together, and we'll do, you know, four or five sets of whatever amount of reps it is. And then when he gets to the last set, he'll be like, hey, go ahead and record this real quick. So, people just see that little snippet and they don't see all the sets he's done prior to that or the various exercises that he's doing in conjunction with that workout. So, it's a lot more. And ultimately, man, when you're watching it, you're just like, it's amazing. And then you forget the fact that he's 39. But then at the same time, it shows you why he's able to play the game for so long at such a high level. And I know that's something that I've taken from him as well. I mean, understanding, hey, the importance of working out harder, pushing myself even more so in the weight room, but then also the recovery side of it, because everyone knows about the the, uh, large amount of money that he spends on himself from a recovery standpoint, but that's extremely, you know, pivotal in in regards to getting back on the field. I mean, it's one thing to go out there and do it one week at a time, but you have to come out there and do it every week. You have to come back to back and be able to just produce like that all the time. And his method, man, between his weightlifting and his – his recovery methods, all of that helps keep him on the field.
1: And that dude, is an absolute monster. But I mean,
0: we, we got, I definitely believe we got the
1: best linebackers in the league, man. We got some studs out there, man. I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. I agree a hundred percent with that. I mean, you look across the board, both inside and outside, you have high quality guys who have, you know, played this game. And even with TJ coming in, I mean, you know what his, what he's capable of doing, but, the rest of us have been on here have been starters. Um even the I feel like the backups have game experience, big play uh making capabilities. So I feel like from, you know, just a top to bottom standpoint when it comes to the linebacker core here, I feel like, you know, we definitely have one of the tops in the league.
1: Exactly, man. And sticking
0: with the linebackers too, man.
1: Another guy around there, Bud Dupree. You've been around for about three years now, man. Do you think he's ready to pull
0: it all together this year, man? Absolutely. I mean I felt like when he came back last year at the end of the season and what he did in the playoffs, it showed that he was taking that next step. We were all upset for him at the fact that when he had got hurt, it was very unfortunate, but he wasn't able to play the first half of the season. And you could just tell how frustrated he was because of how much work he put into that offseason. But now it's like, man, you can just see that he's chomping at the bit. He's ready to take that step to be an elite-level producer in this uh, in this league. And I feel like he definitely has all the tools mentally he's ready for, it. and now it's just going to be up to him to just do it week in and week out.
1: Exactly. He turned into an absolute stud at the end of the season. He's at the end of the season last year, man. But together, you think this defense is uh, ready to take
0: it to the next step, like this year, like going to improve a
1: big way this year?
0: Absolutely, man. And it starts with the consistency. This is what we've been preaching – since the season ended last year and all throughout this offseason. We have to be consistent. We can't have those ups and downs, the, the ebb and flow, where where it's just so drastic. You know, it's one thing to have, you know, a good performance and you just keep doing that back-to-back, but you can't have a great performance, then a terrible performance, then an average performance. Like, it has to be consistent for us to be the type of defense that we want. And we felt like when we went on that 11-game span last year, of uh, one of those games in a row, whatever, I definitely feel mm-hmm. like we were taking those steps and being more consistent week in and week out. But now, like I said, it's extremely important that we continue that every day. And it starts in practice. And I feel like all of the guys, even the coaching staff, has put an extra emphasis on that because we know what we're capable of.
1: Exactly. And sticking with the linebackers, too, as well, because that's obviously you, your specialty, all that. Um, working with a guy like uh, Joey Porter, man, what's it like? And I know he's an intense player. So,
0: like, how has he improved your game? Oh, man, love working with Coach Porter, man. Like, the thing that you love about having him as your coach is not only did he play this game, but he played it at an extremely high level. And then for him to actually have been in these same settings, these same meetings as us because he played here for so long, it just, everything he says has a lot more value to it. It's one thing, you know, to have a coach that has played the game and they can tell you things in that. And, and help you out. But if they've never been in that particular defense, sometimes, you know, it's hard for you to take what they say 100%. Whereas with Coach Porter, man, he's one of those guys who's lived it. He's walked these shoes. He's produced. He's dropped in and done these different coverage things that they're asking us to do, the different uh, techniques in the ring in that they're asking us to do. And he's done that and done it at extremely high level. So, so anytime he tells you something, it's – super easy to believe it 100% because it's like, hey, this guy has done that as well. He's been here. He knows exactly what he's talking about.
1: Exactly. It's not like it's just like some linebacker who was in the league or anything like that. If It was an absolute beast, man. So I'm sure
2: right. that that helps you to a ton. <laughs>
1: I, yeah. I'm sure that helps a ton, man. So I wanted to ask a couple of these questions too, just about the Steelers as a whole. Uh, I got to ask this one, man. Who, who's the toughest man to stop on the Steelers? Oh, man,
0: in, in what regard? In your from opinion. From an offensive standpoint? Man, I feel like, yeah, offensive I standpoint, mean, yeah. Everybody knows A.B., man. A.B. is a phenomenal guy. Like, <laughs> I feel like what A.B. has from an athletic standpoint it is heightened because of his just super competitive nature. Like, he's one of those guys who has greatness written all over him because he's able to put together elite-level talent with elite-level work ethic. And I feel like when you are able to have those guys that can combine those two, that's when you get those freaky type of players. And, obviously, I mean, that's what he's been doing these past couple of years. And I feel like the sky's looking for him as well. I mean, he's one of those guys that every year when he comes out here, you don't think he can get any better. And he comes out and he continues to just wow you. So, he would definitely be my number one guy as far as the hardest to, to stop. Then my second guy, man, has to be Martavis, man. Like, when you look at him. How has he been looking? He reminds <laughs> he reminds me of Calvin Johnson, man. Like, that that size, speed, explosiveness, home run threat, jumping ability, massive catch radius. It's just that's the type of person that you, you, you see and you're just like, all right, we can do all these different coverages to this guy, but how do you stop him? Because he has that – it doesn't matter who's on him. You can throw it up there and he's going to go get it. And I feel like that's another thing that is just – as a defender, you, you hate that aspect because you're like, man, it's really nothing you can do to like stop. Like, how him. do you
1: stop this guy, man?
0: <laughs> right. It, it, that's one of the things that they say you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, man. So, also, man, so you played for a couple NFL organizations, the Steelers and also the Bills before. I'm actually from uh, the Rochester area, which is by Buffalo. Okay, so, okay. I actually like. It yeah yeah so the like training camp you know st john fisher all yeah, that kind of stuff
0: st. john fisher, absolutely. <laughs>
1: for sure yeah man but playing for the two organizations what separates the steelers i guess from the bills or any other team in the nfl
0: man well from my personal experiences i feel like just the the mentality the continuity that we have here in the steelers organization you look at the coaching staffs here man coach T has been here for what 10 years you look at Coach Butler, who uh, was who's promoted to D.C. two years ago, he was here for a, n- a number of years. Like, everybody in this organization has that longevity and with that, it comes a brotherhood and tightness. And I feel like we all are 100% bought into whatever our goal is, which is always the Super Bowl. And I feel like also because they've had so much success here from, you know, just over the years. It doesn't matter if you're talking about in the 70s or even, you know, in the modern day area. Like, they have that winning formula. They know what works. Whereas I feel like in Buffalo, it was more turnover. Obviously, I mean, I had what, two different general managers, two different head coaches in my four years of being there. But also, it's like they're always tweaking, trying to find the winning formula. And because they haven't found it in a number of years, mm-hmm. a number of years, I feel like that is what what separates the two. Because I feel like athletically from a player standpoint, when I was in Buffalo, I felt like, yeah, we definitely had the talent match up with a team like Pittsburgh. But when it came down Mm -hmm. to the little details and the little, you know, things that separate us from winning games versus losing games, when it comes down to the fourth quarter, I felt like that was the thing. You know, it was plenty of times where we're still making adjustments, trying to figure out what can we change to be successful in Buffalo. Whereas in Pittsburgh, we don't Mm -hmm. have to tweak anything. We know our method. We know what's going to work. And we know if we execute the right way, it's going to happen.
1: Best organization in football, baby, man. It's their way to seven this Absolutely, year. It's going to happen. It's gonna, we're going to get it this year. Seven. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. And just a couple more. I actually got a couple fan questions. I actually had them send them to me. I actually had them send them like a couple messages to me. Okay, okay. So I got a couple good ones here for you. And this is actually, oh, I like, like this man. one a lot. So. You played your college ball at James Madison, and you were a six-round pick, I believe. If I'm wrong, correct mm-hmm. yeah, me. Yeah, that's, um, that's correct. What advice? Yeah, what advice do you give guys coming from a smaller school, selected in late rounds, um, who are fighting for a spot on a team right now?
0: Yeah, well, the biggest thing I tell them is they have to take special teams extremely serious, because a lot of times when you are coming from a small school, you're not going to get the benefit of You're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and that opportunity to play on offense or defense. You're yeah. going to have to make a name on special teams. The second thing is do whatever it, it takes to stay on that, that field. field. Sometimes your best ability is your availability. And as a later-round guy, you don't have the luxury of sitting out, out on practices because yeah. something is being done because you yeah. may have discomfort in, in certain body parts. At, At the end of the day, I always keep the mindset of if I'm not, you it, know, having a broken bone or something torn or anything like that, like, I'm going to be out there in that field practicing to get better. And a lot of times that's going to help you make it. And then lastly, man, just you have to operate with an extreme uh, extreme level of detail in all your work. When it comes to the playbook, when it comes to your footbook, your hand placement, your eyes, you need to make sure that you're locked in because you are going to be able to – I mean, you think about this, right? A lot of times those first runners, the guys from the biggest schools, right. they have – just that that athletic just that like, you know, ten percent of the NFL man. You know, just that freakiness, the size speed combination. Whereas the rest of the players in the NFL, they, those are the guys who are just extremely hard workers. You're the really good athletes, but they still aren't what you call like that elite level caliber athlete. Right. right. How do they make up for it? Right. How do they make up for it? It's through the mentality, the the the, the fundamentals, the details, not waste of movements, not doing things wrong. And I feel like for any of the six-runners or the guys that are from the small schools, those are all things that you have to realize and take, you know, extra – put the extra interest in so that way you can stay in the seat.
1: Right, right. So, young football fans out there, you heard it here first. Arthur Moat's letting you know. He's letting you know how to do it, man. He's been a great guy on the show (laughs) so far. And last, a quick little question from a fan. Just a quick one. If you didn't play outside linebacker,
0: which position would you play or want to play? Well, all right, so since I've played outside and inside linebacker, but for me, the position that I would want to have played, if I didn't play linebacker, would be receiver. I wouldn't be the guy running, deep, you know, <laughs> catching bombs, dancing, all type of gear. Yeah. In my mind, when I play the video game, I'm A.B., okay? Just to put it in perspective. <laughs> but I'm like I'm like A.B., but with Calvin Johnson's size. And, and that's just my whole, you know, when I do it, if I had it my way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love it i love it but again thank you so much for taking the time today but before we let you go um we're actually announcing we actually if you didn't see we had a contest on our twitter page it was actually a giveaway for the don't cross the moat shirt from uh 26 well, shirts awesome, pittsburgh man. yeah we we had a contest and we had a, a ton of people retweet so we're picking the winner right now so the winner is actually uh noah de carlo so at N de carlo 21 so he's going to be winning the shirt. Like so it. we're here with Arthur Marks.
2: No <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so here's that. And uh, also, before we let you go, so if people want to go buy a shirt, I know they have a few days left. They want to go buy a shirt. And, and where does the donation go? If you want to just
0: let everybody know before I let you go. Yeah, so so um, we're, I've partnered up with 26 Shirts of Pittsburgh, and they're doing the uh, the Don't Cost more no Shirts for only a week. So uh, actually, it's like six days now because it started, I believe, yesterday. But... The uh, proceeds from the shirts, they go to Cuddles for Kids, which is a great organization. Uh, one of my good friends, Connor, he runs it, and basically any of the children who are at Children's Hospital, the different uh, organizations, nonprofits around that have children that are going through you know different illnesses and things like that, they provide uh, stuff for them, whether it's uh, toiletry items, uh, teddy bears, clothes, all type of things like that. to just help them with their you know, their tough times and things like uh and things that they're going through from that nature. So it's a great organization. Um it's a local organization here in Pittsburgh and I feel like, you know, it's just a great, great cause. So yeah. Just an amazing
1: cause. Just an amazing cause. So again, Arthur, thank you again for taking so much time with us today, a little extended time with us today. We really appreciate it and good luck this weekend against Atlanta.
0: No problem. I appreciate you.
1: Have a good one, Arthur.
0: Again, that was Arthur Motz
1: of the Pittsburgh Steelers. What a guy. What a guy. He's such a, he's such a great guy for the fans. Uh, who wouldn't want a guy like that on your team? Arthur Motz, what a guy. Good luck to Pittsburgh this weekend against Atlanta. And you have been listening to the Steelernation.com podcast. I am your host, Tyler Candelaria, and we are signing off.
2: Life I cannot change. the it is, keep off in the main. Eminem, we like Candy Kane. Drop the top, pop it, let it bang. But it's life I cannot change. In the keep off in the main. and in, we like Candy Kane. Drop the top, pop it, let it bang. Pop it, pop it, drop the top, play hide and sing. Jump inside, jump straight to the lead. Take a sip, feel just how I be. On freeway, but no ain't nothing free. Been lost, been late, Been busting bills, but still ain't nothing change. You in the mob, soon as you rock the chain. She caught the waves, just thumbing through my brain. He's the baby, I just he's the. He just.